right to do one because my heart's in pieces it's 100% shattered um, definitely not ever going to be the same but we adapt we change we try to grow stronger from situations like these um, on April 26th 2023 uh, my sister left this world and she left a lot of broken hearts and here on earth um, one of our worst nightmares came true and I don't know for sure for sure for my parents and myself you know definitely a nightmare my brother as well um, you know my parents I was their little girl the only daughter they had and for me in terms of my conscious existence I've never known life without my sister and now I have to learn on the spot I have to have to 30 years and change I have to learn how to live without her how to live without her constantly telling me that I'm an old grumpy man I'm, even though I'm 30 it's like yo I, I still got a, still got quite a bit of life left or you know are us arguing about the fact that you know uh she made some dinner and i don't like how she made it or vice versa i made dinner and uh let's say i made pasta and i added mushrooms and she hates mushrooms but you know uh, in the moment you know you're like yo you know why are we arguing about this, this is dumb and like now i look back at it and they're Although dumb arguments are fond memories for me. Uh, so this is going to be 100% a love letter in a sense to my sister. Um, the confidant, the person that kept me on my toes but also kept me honest. And I hope... You know, she can hear it all the way wherever she is. And I just hope she knows how much I really miss her. So, my sister was born September 18th, 1994. Two years and a month after I was born. I loved her from day one. I've never known any other feelings for her than lots of love care and a little bit of annoyance you know but we're sub we're hey we're siblings you know what siblings don't get annoyed with each other if they don't then you might want to start asking questions um my sister was always full of life always smiling always trying to you know get others involved um she definitely was total opposite of me. I'm very quiet, very reserved to myself. Um, once I open up, yeah, obviously I am. I, always, I try to make people laugh. I always try to, you know, keep the conversation going with others. But, you know, you got to earn that in, for me. But for my sister, it didn't matter who you were. You could be a child, an old person, an adult, 
You could be her age. You could be older than her, younger than her, but she didn't care. She was going to get you involved. She was going to make you feel included. And that was one of the characteristics about her that I truly admired. Um, You know, we all... We all know where we lack, and I definitely lacked in that department, and she did not. And she didn't care how you looked, uh, how you treated others. Um, unless you were a total jerk, then she didn't care. But, you know, if some people found her found you rude, she didn't care, you know, as long as you weren't rude to her. But that's who she was, you know, um, growing up. She was always trying to be everyone's mom, like, trying to tell you what to do. I'm like, yo, like, you, you're my younger sister. You're not supposed to tell me what to do. She's like, well, I don't care. You're going to do what I tell you to do. It's like, what? Who are you? I remember, I remember in elementary school, she got in trouble one time because she somehow, uh, I don't remember the story correctly, but uh, I believe she either she took some kid's belt or she took the kid. Uh, some other kid's belt and she smacked one just because he was out of pocket I'm like yo th- you're out of pocket but you know that's who she was um, just trying to be everyone's mom trying to make sure everyone felt included um, you know she was always smiling always having a good time and I want to say it was my freshman year, her seventh grade year, uh, we moved uh, to a different city. And uh, in their case, they moved, my, my sister and my brother moved to a different school district. And they had to start anew and find who they were in this new uh, school district, you know. We went from uh, school, so from building friendships and, you know, fostering long-term relationships with people. And all of a sudden you get picked up and dropped into a brand new environment and you better adapt or get swallowed up. And, you know, they adapted and sadly my sister was not 100% the same as she was when we used to live in our old city and school district but you know it's part of growing up you know you find your own identity and that identity was you know not as close to our immediate family in our in our household she but she was still loving she was still caring and she was still devoted to making you feel included and you know um we have this um our family does this like this thing we call la danza which is like um we do this like uh how would i explain it it's like a dance but it's done for religious purposes and my sister started with my brother and myself when we were i was about 10 she was about eight my brother was about six my brother and I did it one year, and that was one year, the only year we did it. My sister did it from the time she was eight to the time of her passing. You know, they would call her up, hey, you know, we got this event. Can you make it? And she'd be like, let me see if I can. If not, then 
I'll try. I'll do my best. And she was devoted. And she was good. She wanted to, you know, make sure that she showed up and she showed out. And, you know, if you're put towards the front, it's cause usually because you know the steps and you're pretty good at it. And, you know, for most of my sister's adult life, she, from what I can remember, she was towards the front of the line. Um, you know, then we hit our adult years and we did drift apart a little bit, you know. I feel like it's very common, barring um, some sort of like, you know, crazy event or you know, some sort of tragedy. And I feel like we we started finding our identities outside of each other. And, um, you know, I didn't always agree with her, with, you know, the identity she was creating. And she didn't always agree with the identity I was creating. But we always had that respect that when we were together, we tried to enjoy our time together. Um... You know, she was very independent as well as I was. But she was like, yo, like, I'm going to do my thing. Like, you guys can have fun together, but I'm doing my thing. Um, She, you know, she opted for not going the traditional college route. She went to a vocational school and she became an MA and... You know, I saw the passion she had for being an MA. She was an MA for different kinds of clinics. Uh, I know she did oncology. And then she did, um, you know, high-risk pregnancies for a while. And I know she enjoyed it. She enjoyed when she was working in high-risk pregnancy clinics. Because, you know, she always loved being around kids and making them smile and make them laugh and you know for her it was like yo like I'm helping these women bring in life and uh, some of them have really struggled some of them are afraid um, because you know they're at high risk you know any little thing could, uh, could you know make things go in a direction they might not want it to go but you know, she enjoyed her job. I, I could definitely tell, you know, that was something she truly enjoyed. Um, after that high risk pregnancy, she went to a, uh, I believe it was a cardiovascular clinic. Uh, I'm going to have to chat with my friends, but I'm pretty sure it was a cardiovascular clinic. And she had been there for about a month and a half before her passing. And in that month and a half, she made such an impact, you know, um, a friend of mine, you know, helped her get the interview and she would, she told me like that, you know, even though my sister had only been there a month and a half, she really imprinted herself in many of the patients, staff, you know, people that just passed by the office. And I, you know, for me, that checked out with who she was, you know, it was great to see that people saw what I saw, you know, that, you know, even though I butted head with with my sister, like my sister was, you know, she was my sister, like, 
it, I feel like it's like with anybody, like anyone, you know, you can talk smack about your loved one, but let anyone else talk bad about them and it's on site. And, you know, my sister wasn't perfect. I, neither am I. I don't consider myself perfect. But my sister was a pure soul. She was a loving person. And, you know, uh, I know so many people that are like super religious and they're like, oh, the Lord this, the Lord that. But my sister was one of those people that practiced what's in the Bible the kindness, the generosity, the, you know, being serviceable towards the community like my sister was putting in work into making sure people were okay people were looked after people were loved people were cared for um my sister was the type of person that like hey you call her up at 10 p.m and be like hey i need a ride to my job she would literally just go up to us and be like hey i'll be back in 30 minutes and she would go take you to your job or you know she was the kind of person that if your kid was sick she would uh contact her connections and be like hey you know can you check out this kid um and you know like i said that's that's what came out of her heart and what she wanted to be um honestly like you know I'm doing this podcast and it's going to be rough I'm not going to lie it's, it's going to be one of the roughest podcasts I ever do but as I'm speaking um, I feel like in a sense I'm 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 processing what's my new reality because it sucks. Like I said, you know, I haven't known my conscious existence without her. And after 30 years, I got to learn how to live without her. You know, I, I never cared that I argued with her, you know, but I always knew she would be there. And now I pass by her door every day and I, I, I'm fully mentally aware that, you know, that door's never going to open again and and have her on the other side of the door. And it's, it feels like, you're, like my heart's being ripped out every time I walk by that door. You know, uh, I, you know, we argued, but you know 20 minutes later we're cool you know i would argue with her but you know i at least knew that you know what at the end of the night end of the day she was in the room next door and we'd usually hash it out one way or another whether it was spoken or unspoken like we just walk by each other and be like what's up not much all right cool you know but that's where it ended it was never Whenever we argued, it was never malicious, and I can never have that again. I just pass by that door, and no, you know, she won't be ever on the other side. I, 
I'm learning day by day. It's not easy. Like, you know, 30 years of, well, 28 to be exact. If I remember correctly, it was 10,448 days, I believe. Don't quote me on it, but it's 10,400 something days she was on this earth. 10,400 and something days she was in my life and I loved her from day one to the day I die because she may be gone but that doesn't mean that's where I'm st- I stopped loving her How do you, no one writes a fucking manual for this this kind of pain no one tells you how you know how you're supposed to feel you know when you lose your your day one you know that when times are tough she may not have said anything but she like tapped you on the shoulder or she would try to make you smile cause she knew you were having a rough day And now it's like, like, who do, who can I count on like that? And I know I got friends and I got family members, but that was my sister. She was uh, my motivation to, you know, get my shit together. My motivation to, you know, try to get us out of where the fuck we are. Because, you know, it's not the prettiest of places. And, you know, the other day we were walk- we were driving home and there was some dude laying on the floor dead. They hadn't even covered him yet. You know. And she was always talking about like, yo, we should move out some, you know, we should move out of here, go to a nicer place. But it's like, and now we are looking to move out, but for a totally different reason, because this place is full of memories. And like I said, you know, even to leave my room and go to the front door, go to the living room, go anywhere besides the bathroom, I got to pass by her door. And my heart breaks every time I pass that door. You know, on my IG post, I posted, you know, silence was my friend. But now, silence is what rips my heart to shreds because she was always making noise. She was always like, you know, she always had her TV on full blast or. You know, she was while in the hallway and she would see my dad and be like, Daddy. And it's like, or she would like be like, Vic, hey, Vic. And now there's nothing. Now there's silence and pain and hurt. (sighs) 
silence has now become my enemy. Yeah. And, you know, I try, um, I try to be strong, but I can only do so much. You know, my, I, my heart hopes, you know, oh, yeah, one day she's going to walk through that door, but my brain knows better. My brain convinces my heart that, you know, it's only a dream. And sure enough, I've only been two months since she's been gone and I've dreamt her three times in about oh, two, three days ago. Maybe, f yeah, more three days now. I've, you know, finally heard her voice in my dreams for the first time in a while. And I just, you know, I had so much I wanted to tell her. And, you know, I wanted to promise her this and promise her that. And she wouldn't let me get a word in. And those of you that knew my sister knew that was pretty common. Uh, she would talk a whole lot and not let me talk a lot but you know that was our dynamic I knew when I could get my words in but during that dream I would just wrong wanted to just tell her everything and she's like nope let me talk and I let her talk I have no regrets about you know whether I told her I loved her or not, because last year a friend of mine lost her brother out of nowhere at a young age, and, you know, it made me reflect, and I immediately text my brother and my sister, hey, I love you guys, like, no matter what, you guys might annoy me to the fucking hell, but I love you guys, and my brother sent, sent a very heartfelt response, and my sister was, you know, she was always, like, keeping everything lighthearted, and She's like, hey, I love you guys too, but like, is the world ending or what the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh man, you know, and, but I'm grateful that I at least got to tell her, you know, how much I love her and how much I care for her. I don't think many people get to, you know, admit that to their family, to the people they love, you know, that, hey, I love you. But yeah, now, you know, I'm trying to adjust to this new normal. Um, uh, I've, I promise that, you know, the day I do have kids, they're going to know who their Aunt Joss was, their Aunt Weta. And that she loved them even though they weren't here yet. She loved them and she would have gone to the moon and back And You know if they asked her if there was an ocean in the moon She would have said hell yeah and made it happen Then I know That when the time comes I'm, She's going to be the first person I tell and, and I hope That when I do go up there She's the first person I see Because life feels very empty without her And it sucks It really really sucks
Never wish this on anybody, trust me. You know, I think about it every day and it's like, I don't think I'll ever be complete again. But I'm going to do as much, as best as I can because I know she would want me to do that. Because thanks to her, thanks to my sister, you know, I I finally decided to go to EDC last year after my grandpa's passing. And I was ready to sell my ticket and... I went up to her, I was like, you know what, it just doesn't feel right, I'm not going to go, she's like, hold up, let's make sure, you know, we figure out when my grandpa's going to get buried, and once we know, you figure, you know, you make a decision then after the funeral, and you, based on how you feel, and we, you know, went through the whole funeral services and everything, and I was like, you know, what? I kind of want to go, she's like, well, if you want to go, go for it. And I did, I went, and I met the most amazing rave fam that I, anyone could ask for, you know, very supportive, very loving, uh, we crack a lot of jokes, you know, we, we, we do make a lot of inappropriate jokes, but, you know what, I love them for that, because in my darkest times, they were there, and there were some of the first people I told, you know, and they were immediate to reach out and ask, hey, whoa, how how can we help? What do you need from us? And truly appreciate that. And, you know, I wouldn't have that rave fam without my sister. And so this year when everything happened, uh, I was I was telling my brother, you know what, I'm going to sell my ticket. I don't feel like I should go. And he and he told me he's like, yo, she would want you to go. She told you to go last year. I'm pretty sure she's gonna want you to go this year. So I went. And to be honest, I wasn't feeling it. I was not feeling it. You see, I was like, you know what? I think it was a mistake that I came. And uh, my favorite artist right now is Dioro. And so Dioro played. There's he played his set and the day of his set, you know, uh, rumors started floating that he was gonna have a special guest and you know that some people said it was you know gonna be another DJ. Some people said it was gonna be Eslabon Armado and Eslabon Armado was one of my sister's favorite groups before you know as of late and sure enough you know. Yoro goes through his set, and he, you know, I was, for some reason, that was the very first set of the weekend, on a, on the Sunday, ticket, these are the last sets of the weekend, and this is the very first set I was feeling, and I was like, yo, this is what I needed, and all of a sudden, he stops, and he starts talking, and he brings up Eslavo Armado, who my sister loved. And he remixes, you know, Ella Baila Sola. And I lost it because, you know, I had a, a a wallet picture of my sister. And I had put it in, on my 
On my hydro pack, it's like a backpack. And on the right shoulder strap, it has a little pocket. So I put it in that pocket. And it was like my sister was there watching the, you know, good Dioro set with me. And when your uh he brought out Slavonov's mother, it's like, you know, me and her were there watching our favorite artists together. And my first instinct was to get my phone and text her and be like, hey, your favorite artist is here. And before I could text, you know, before I could even start typing, and like before I even clicked on her name, my brain had to remind myself that, hey, there's no one to receive the message. I, I lived that up I lived it up for me and her And I enjoyed that set And I enjoyed That You know that com- The community is very loving Very caring You know people around me were fanning me And like Hey you good? I'm like yeah I'm good But you know They could see the tears I'm trying, you know, I'm doing my best, as best as I can, I'm taking it day by day, and I'm trying to incorporate a little bit of who she was into my life, because Lord knows, she didn't like the fact that I was so grumpy, and always wanted to stay at home, so, you know, I tried to get out as much as I can, and I, but... It's hard, y'all. It's hard because when you're out and about, something reminds me of her. And I try to play it off. I try to play it like like it doesn't hurt, but it does. It's like a kick to the gut every time. But my sister was here for 28 years, and I loved her Every single day of those 28 years. And I will keep loving her until t- the day I take my last breath and beyond. And I just want to tell people who she was and, you know, the kind of impact she made in my life. And trust me, if for everybody that made it out to her wake, you saw the amount of people she impacted. And... It was beautiful, and, you know, we had some people that just couldn't make it for one thing or another, and just know that, you know, we love you guys, as and we know that, you know, we understand that for some reason you couldn't make it, and you know what, we appreciated the messages and the love you guys showed us and showed her, and we move forward as much as we don't want to, and... I look forward to the day that I can see her again and be able to wrap her up and give her a big hug and be like, hey, I fucking missed you. Trust me. I missed you to the end of the world and back because it sucked without you. But once again, Rest in peace. Nah, not rest in peace. Rest in power to my sister, Jocelyn Herrera. Born September 18th, 
1994 and departed for heaven April 26th, 2023. Thank you guys.